If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Welcome to Top 5, a show where we count things down from number 5 all the way to number 1. Now, we've done our best movies, our favorite movies of the decade. We also uh, just recently did Top 5 movies that everyone else likes, but we hate. This week, we're going to do something different. Top 5 movies you'd be surprised we've never seen. Uh, This is uh, quite a bit different. I mean, one of the easy things is just I could pull a movie off the list. Uh, But this has to do a little bit with... Everyone just assumes that you have seen this movie, but in fact, you have not. And for me, uh, you know, I went through a bunch of lists today going, okay, have, are these some popular movies that, that I've never seen? And there are only a few exceptions, very few movies that, you know, are super popular or whatever that I have not seen. But I didn't include on my list. Well, there's one of them that I put on my list. So mine is not in any particular one through five order. So I, I, I ordered mine this week. From shortest title to longest title. (laughs) Because I have zero interest in seeing any of these. So that's where we're at. Matthew is here this week. Hello, Matthew. What's up? And then Rodrigo is also here this week. Hey. I I might as well start off and just disappoint Matthew right away. Uh, Mm -hmm. UHF is on my number five. Uh, (laughs) It is is a Matthew favorite, I know. But... (laughs) Uh, the problem is, and I was, I was like, well, there's a lot of reasons why I didn't see it. I, I, I do enjoy Weird Al Yankovic and his, and his songs because you can take those in little, you know, two and a half to three minute bites. Uh, but uh, Weird Al, for however long the movie is, I had very little interest in. Plus the, the um, um, promos for it just said, okay, we're just being weird to be, to be weird. And I found this great this great review from Roger Ebert who said those who laugh at UHF should inspire our admiration in these dreary times. We must treasure the easily amused when anything goes, nothing is funny. The great movie comedies work by establishing the rules in their universe and then testing them. And I think that that's, that really kind of sums up kind of my overall perspective of UHF just from watching the trailer is anything goes, we're just going to throw whatever at the wall and see if it sticks and maybe it will. And maybe it won't. And I think that it's kind of like when everyone has superpowers, no one is special um, kind of thing. And so I think if you have a movie that's that posits that we're going to be as wacky as we want to be, then I think maybe it loses a lot of its funny edge. So for that reason, I've never really been interested in UHF. So that is a movie that I have never seen and probably never will see. So that is that. Uh, Matthew, what do you have for your number five? Well, enemy of joy, I actually had a little bit of trouble with this list. No, I don't blame you for not seeing UHF. And by the way, the trailers for that are horrible. The trailers are terrible. Well, and make I can I can like tell you I can tell you that the trailer is going to play a big uh, role in my number three. So we'll yeah. get to that in just a moment. So I'm with you because <laughs> my number five is actually a film that I have never seen, 
because it was pushed so very hard. Back in 2009 or so, uh, my wife was a huge fan of a show called Bones. And Bones was the story of a terrible person who abuses all her employees, but is really smart, so gets away with it. So it's like House, only set in the Smithsonian yeah, Institute. You know, a show from the 2000s. Right. Um, but they did a whole episode about how the resident nerd, uh, Dr. Nerdlinger, or whatever his name was, uh, was super psyched to see this new movie that was going to be the, the be-all, end-all of science fiction. And it did end up being a huge, huge hit. And it's a science fiction film. And people are like, hey, you're a nerd and you're a fat guy. You probably love Avatar. And I've never seen Avatar. I've never really had any desire to see Avatar. Part of that is because I've seen the uh, Robot Chicken parody of it, which is called, I believe, Blue Rabbit uh, Rude Wording. Mm. Um, but... It's also a film where the the sometimes you you don't want to see something because of the audience, and sometimes you don't want to see something because of the people who hate it. And this is one of those films where I remember being irritated at the people who hated this movie and were you know very online and very loud about it. But I also remember being irritated at the people who loved this movie and the whole episode of Bones, you know, telling me how great it is and, you know, the obvious product placement of it all. So it kind of hit a sweet spot for me, a perfect storm of no interest. So, you know, with the reputed six or seven sequels uh, that are probably coming, I may see this thing, but I can tell you that most of the times when I see a movie that... It's not something that I rush right out in a buying frenzy. It's because it's on cable and it's just there. I never see this on cable. I don't know if it's not on cable or if it's just on channels that I don't have, or if James Cameron is keeping it in a box like the Disney vault, but I don't know. I have never seen 2009's avatar. And at this point, it doesn't look like I'm gonna, if you've uh, read the Pocahontas uh, tale or you've seen the Pocahontas movie, you've seen avatar. I yeah. I don't think I've seen or that. Maybe I have. The kid had dances with wolves. Yeah, or oh. dances with wolves. Yeah, same. Thing. I dislike dances with wolves a lot. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. There you go. Uh, Rodrigo coming in hot with a runny nose. What? <laughs> what? You? What do you got for your number five? Literally hot. He's like 102 degrees. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'll. I'll make it. It's okay. Not COVID. Nobody freak out. But also, it, uh, you're going to be listening to this like two weeks from my actual recording, so. Don't don't even hello hello future illness, um, yeah. So my number five is actually a handful of movies which are kind of together, um, and I think that people who are my age who see me online and who see me reviewing stuff um, and know what my taste tend to go to would be surprised that I haven't seen any of the Evangelion movies, right? Um, yes. Neon Genesis Evangelion is a uh, very important uh, series, anime series for uh, people that like giant robots, for people in my generation and, and a little bit older. Um, and uh, it was recently brought to Netflix, so a whole bunch of new people have come on board. And I'm, I haven't seen the movies because, 
usually what leads people to watch the movies is that they are so baffled by the ending of the series that they mm-hmm. are like, this didn't, I don't know what happened. And then they're like, maybe the movie will explain it. And from what I understand, it doesn't. In <laughs> fact, uh, at least the very first movie, uh, the end of Evangelion, is uh, reportedly kind of like a big F you to the audience, like all the people that came to the creator and were like, hey, we don't understand this. You have to explain it. And he's like, oh, then I'll make a movie. And then the movie explains nothing. <laughs> Right. So it's like I've never seen it because I did watch the entirety of Evangelion and I knew that it had kind of a quote unquote unsatisfying ending, but it wasn't even that unsatisfying. It was it's just weird and it doesn't tell you anything concrete. Right. Um, if you've ever seen. Um, oh, was Annihilation with, uh, you know, Queen Amidala and Poe Dameron, Natalie Portman. Yeah. Um, you know, with Star Wars and Star Wars. Right. Um, that movie, that's that's kind of what Evangelion's ending is like, right? It has this, like, what what is happening kind of ending. And nobody, no voiceover comes over and says, and that's when this happened. And that's what this means, right? You don't understand what, like, it's not clear. Um, or not completely 100% spelled out crystal clear. And so I've never felt the urge to watch the movies because I liked Evangelion just fine, but I know that the movies are just kind of retellings and reinterpretations. And I'm like, nah, I like the series okay. Yeah, I can I can see that. Uh, I yeah. can see that a lot. Yeah. Uh, and, and yes, I, I'm sure when you tell people that, there's a lot of gasps and oh, clutching sure, of pearls sure. and Rodrigo, how dare you? It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. fired, man. Yep. All right, we're moving up our list to number four. My number four movie that you'd be surprised that I've never seen is the crow, but Steven, you cry. It's a comic book movie. It is a comic book adaptation movie. Certainly you have seen this. Nope, no interest, but Steven, it's the last performance of Brandon Lee. Yes, exactly. Dear listener. That's the exact reason why I'm not going to watch that movie because the big promo for the crow was Brandon Lee murdered or killed while uh, filming the crow and look at how this relates to his his father bruce lee and look at how they had to frankenstein parts of this movie together so it looked like he was actually in scenes that he wasn't because he was dead at the time come see the crow coming to theater soon and i was like no morbid curiosity is not a reason to go and watch a movie and unfortunately with the crow when that initially came out it was a tragedy obviously with uh brandon lee uh passing being uh killed from a, 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 you know, was it a prop gun that, yeah, yeah, that Mm -hmm. went wrong and, you know, a huge tragedy. And there should have been a lot of questions on whether they should have just uh, stopped the production of that film or, uh, you know, done something different in that, but they kept pushing on and they kept pushing on the fact that Brandon Lee was dead. And is he secretly haunting this movie that I was just like, you know what? I am totally never going to see Mm -hmm. the crow ever. And so while some people love the crow, uh, and they love uh, they love uh, that whole story. Uh, I've never seen that. And I'm sure there is a lot of both comic book and uh, goth fans that are clutching their gothy pearls at this moment. They're black pearls. They're black pearls. Uh, Matthew, what is your number four? Man, I love that movie. Um, my number four 
is not as good a movie as The Crow, reputedly, according to uh, Rotten Tomatoes. But a few years ago, it was like the be-all, end-all, ultimate movie. It was the movie that said, oh, my God, somebody was stupid for firing this director from the Justice League. It is the movie that, you know, saved everybody from everything and that people were using as a huge cultural touchstone for a couple of years, at least, because it led into a political situation in the United States where someone was elected who they were just like, oh, this is just like the villain of Mad Max Fury Road uh, around what, 2015, 2000, I don't even remember. I think what it's year 2014, it sure. right? Yeah, 2015. Okay. So this movie comes out and it's a continuation of the Mad Max movies. And I've seen the Mad Max movies, but I'm going to tell you the truth. And, you know, you can call me a jerk if you want. I don't remember them. Um, I know I saw Mad Max on VHS in high school. And I remember uh, the one with Tina Turner being Thunderdome. particularly goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Was that the third one? Uh, technically, the yes. Road Warrior I think, was first. Yeah. And then yeah. I think there's two versions of Road Warrior. I want to say uh, one's Mad there's Max like a and... like a original version, and then like an actual theatrical version with some budget. Yeah, I could be wrong about that. The uh, Mad and then Max technically version. the second Thunderdome is the second one. It's just like the first two are the same movie. I okay. should look that up. Okay, because the the original the Mad Max movie that I saw was the cruddy one. Um, whichever one that is. And then it was a rite of passage where you're like, oh, you have to watch this whole. Yeah, there was know, Mad, Mad Max, Max, Mad Max 2, and then yeah. uh, Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Yep. When Thunderdome came out, it was a whole, you got to see the whole trilogy. And I'm like, oh, okay. But uh, Fury Road came out and everybody was talking about how wonderful it was, how great the visuals were, how great all of the special effects were. And I heard all of that and I was just like, you know, I, I'm, I'm good. I don't necessarily feel like that's a bad thing. You know, I read a bunch of comics and saw a bunch of shows that were very clearly influenced by it. And uh, especially the Wacky Races reboot from DC, which apparently was basically Mad Max Fury Road, only with, you know, the pink cars from the cartoon in 1967. And I'm like, mm, OK. And this is another one that. I'll watch it. I would have watched it by now had I ever bumped into it, but I never see this one streaming. I never see this one on like TNT or TBS on a Saturday night, which again, you know, it's most of the time that I run into a movie. It's either I run into it on TBS or the kid comes to me and they say, we need to watch this, uh, this weekend, mm -hmm. Akira. That's what they wanted to watch. And I'm classic. Like, yeah. We sat down and we watched it. Got to the end, I'm like, what do you think? And, and Widget was like, I have no idea what just happened, but I kind of liked it. And if I ever saw Mad Max Fury Road, I'd probably say something like that. Uh, you know, I am interested in seeing Charlie's Theron doing the thing, and I am interested in, you know, a lot of the driving through the desert with flaming cars part of it. Because, you know, hey, why not? I'm from the 80s. But I've never seen it, and I feel like that's one of those films that people would have expected me to see. Yeah, it's a it's it's all it's also a very like film nerd mm -hmm. type of movie. Yeah. Like if you're into film production, because yeah. they do all kinds of stuff, right? Variable frame rates, like oh, and so much of it editing, is like just so much of it is just that's how it was shot. I mean, there's color correction, yep. yes, but yep. like you know, flaming guitar man on top of a moving truck playing a, a bass beat. 
That's that's actually real, real. Movie nerds this movie because of like how it was made. Yeah, silver guys flipping back and forth on poles. That's real. Uh, Putting Tom Hardy on the front of a car and driving 100 miles an hour. That's real. So, yeah. Well, he has the Venom symbiote. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll he'll be fine. Yeah. And, you know, I'm in a weird kind of Venn diagram where I am on the corner of, you know, film nerdery. But I'm also in a big corner where a lot of my, especially my internet friends are like heavily feminist. And we're like, my God, this movie is so cool from a feminist perspective. And I'm like, huh, I'll catch at some point on cable. And I just never have. Mm. Yeah. All right. We have now moved up to our number three. Definitely one that I think will shock a lot of people. Uh, And of course, the title is getting longer. Uh, It (laughs) is Galaxy Quest. Here is their C. I told you. Uh, here's oh, the reason yeah, like why it. I've never, here's the reason why I've never seen galaxy quest and the head of the studio even apologized for this years later. Uh, this movie had We're really sorry, bad Steven. promotion. It, they came right out and said, we promoted this film wrong. Uh, we should have done it a different way. Instead of being an action movie with uh, comedy, it, we played it up as a straight up comedy. And also it had at the time Tim Allen in it. And I really wasn't too thrilled with Tim Allen. I don't, I do not care for, um, What's that home improvement show that he, he yeah, used his, to be his, on? Uh, you might be home a improvement. Yeah. 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 That thing. No, that, Tim Allen is not. You yeah. might be a redneck guy. That's, Tim Allen, the, the cable guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I never, I never liked home improvement. And I think I've only seen like maybe six episodes of that show. And every time I watch it, I'm just like, nope, I don't get it. This guy is dumb. And so when they were playing up Galaxy Quest as this this straight up comedy, just straight out comedy. And Tim Allen, uh, as part of it, I was like, yeah, there's a, there's a double nope right there that I just think I'm not going, I'm not going to be interested in seeing it. And then of course the movie comes out it does well. And then it's out on VHS and DVD. And you know, uh, it, it has a huge following, uh, especially yeah, among classic. the, yeah, cold classic. It's got a great geek community around it. Uh, there's talk of a sequel and everything. And I think at this point, I've just gotten stubborn enough about this movie that, it's one that I just will stubbornly refuse to see. I I've I don't think I will ever just sit down and and watch it willingly. Um, and it's not because I just think it, it's a bad movie. Apparently, you know, it's a very very good movie. But I think the bad promotion and at the time the Tim Allen bit just sit, sat wrong with me, and I was just like, no, nah, I have zero interest in this film. So my number three, Galaxy Quest. So you can start your angry letters. Steven, how dare you never go and see this movie? Uh, how dare you not have done seen this? <laughs> how how dare, dare you be that guy? Who I, does that's, I'm just waiting because I've gotten a few emails uh, over the last couple of weeks from various uh, listeners based on comments that all of us have made. And it's just funny. The how dare you have not. How, how dare you say you don't like this movie? And it's just like, what? Um, but yeah, uh, galaxy quest, a movie that I have never seen. And you might be surprised that I've never seen it. Uh, let's see. What are we up to Matthew with your number three? That's true. Ra Matthew is here with his Ra Matthew. That's right. Cause you know, we're, we're interchangeable. Um, here's the thing. I agree with you on a number of things. And sometimes the presence of one player can make you not interested in a movie much like my number three. Um, when I was a kid, uh, you know, like the 1980s, uh, Steven and I both used to sit up and watch channel 41, which was a UHF station out of Kansas city where they would play, you know, whatever they could afford in the middle of the night. And I was exposed to a couple of movies that kind of changed my life. 
the first and most important was a movie called What's Up, Tiger Lily, which basically was a redubbed Japanese spy movie uh, with this new goofy over-the-top plot. And the other was Sleeper, which is a movie about a guy who wakes up in the year 2173 and has to deal with this weird future environment. So I was like, hey, this guy, this this Woody Allen guy, he's funny. But by the time, you know, I got to college and started checking out movies and was like, hey, here's all these movies. People were like, oh, he's also, you know, a creeper. And these things have happened and they're inappropriate things. And I'm like, oh, well. That's fine. I'm good not watching Woody Allen anymore. So I have never seen a movie that people keep telling me is right in my wheelhouse. Weird romantic comedy, Annie Hall yeah. from 1977. I, I watched that. Um, yeah. not, well, not when it came out, but I had to do that years later because I was doing a um, kind of a film parody of a bunch of different mm-hmm. movies and how they would be done if they were done by different directors. Right. And so what if George Lucas had done Annie Hall? So I was like, well, I need to probably watch Annie Hall. So I know what, Mm. you know, what the writer has was referencing here and how it was shot. So I can kind of mimic that. And so I did have to sit down and watch Annie Hall, but I agree with you. I, I think, I think I did watch a Woody Allen movie, like within the last five years, but I didn't realize it was a Woody Allen film. Um, Mm. it was his most recent one, I think. And, um, the one with the thing in the face. It's the one was with the, the Hollywood Johansson one. Yeah. The Scarlett Johansson one. Oh God. I can't remember what that's called. And, uh, yeah, I don't remember. and then after I found out that it was Woody Allen, after I was watching, you know, after I'd already paid for it and I started watching it and it was like directed by a Woody Allen. I was like, oh God. So yeah, I, I tend to avoid Woody Allen films, uh, for the most part because of a lot of that stuff. So I can, I can see where you're coming from on yeah. that, Matthew. And I mean, it, it's a movie that apparently features a lot of clever wordplay. It's yeah. referenced by creators that I enjoy. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it gets referenced in uh, How I Met Your Mother. It gets yeah. referenced in, you know, lots of stuff that I love. But I'm just like, mm, no. And if you tell me, hey, I've got this movie about a goofy guy who uh, grew up on the Coney Island roller coaster. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, this sounds good. Then they're like, it's called Annie. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> and this is, this is one of the rare cases where I'm like, you know, first of all, again, not a streaming movie, but if it did pop up, I don't think I'd watch it simply because I, you know, I'm, I'm done with the creator. And there are times when sometimes you can't divorce a creator from yeah. whatever it is the work is. So even though this feels like a movie, you know, everyone has said this feels like well, a Matthew film. It, you know, here. If it was, and, and I would, I would agree with those people that are like, Matthew, this is a film that's right up your alley. I think it, I think it is just because of the, uh, star-crossed lovers who never are able to connect kind of storyline. Right. But you know, there are some things like you could read a Lovecraft story and you could say, well, Lovecraft is a horrible racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is, this is some really cool monster stuff, right? Let's separate the right. art from the artist. And we've had those discussions many, many times before. Yeah. For the Woody Allen movie that I watch with Scarlett Johansson, I don't believe he's in the movie himself. It's just directed by him. So you can kind of create a little bit more separation from right. that. But in Annie Hall, he wrote, directs, and stars in. So it's yeah. super hard to to create that separation. So I think he I think he uh wrote it. But uh, yeah, it's really yeah. hard to create that separation there. So Yep. It's a bummer. Yep. 
Uh, Rodrigo, what do you have for number three? Uh, what do I have? I'm on four still. Oh, you were okay. still on four. Yeah. Uh, did we skip? Did you? we skip you? I think so. Oh crap! We How suck. did we do that? What was your number four? Uh, Toy Story four. Oh, Toy Story four. How did we skip Rodrigo? I don't. I don't know. I'm a horrible person. Anyway, you are a bad human being. What is? Uh, what is your number four? Is Toy Story four? Why? Um, I guess people would think that I would have watched it because I like the Toy Story movies, mm-hmm. but I kind of refused uh, <laughs> because Up Tim Allen. these toys have been through enough. Oh, Tim Allen. Yeah, it's Tim Allen. Well, also, yes, also Tim Allen. But uh, to be fair, I feel like Buzz and Woody have a tend to have a progressively, especially Buzz, tend to have a progressively smaller role in each Toy Story movie, mm-hmm. right? It, mm-hmm. They like introduce new characters and all this stuff. But I'm like, every every time a Toy Story movie ends, I'm like, ah, that was cathartic. I'm glad <laughs> that these toys can now continue to this existence in peace. And then another movie comes out, and they just go through hell. And I'm yeah. like, leave these toys alone. Yep. <laughs> like, they're just trying to, like, go sit on a shelf and be okay, man. You don't have to put them through this stuff. Um, and that's, that's why uh, I haven't seen Toy Story four yet and i'm not particularly planning on doing it like if i'm if if somebody's watching it and i'm around or whatever i'm not gonna like cross my arms and walk out of the room (laughs) but you know i'm not gonna initiate watching uh watching this movie i think i I was kind of in that same place when toy story 3 came out i was like "Ooh, what a what a story thank goodness that their that their story is complete and then story toy story 4 came out i was like man i don't think i really want to watch it and then the boys ended up watching it uh, at home. And, and of course the youngest, if he likes a movie, he'll watch it several times, like yeah. back to back to back. And I just happened to be in the room when he was watching it. So I missed like the first 10 or 15 minutes of it, but then ended up sitting through the, the rest of the, the movie and was just like, eh, I could have skipped. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's okay. It has, it's okay, like, but it's, it has no like, toy story too. Uh, Keegan, Michael key and Jordan mm-hmm. Peele, like mm-hmm. basically doing their shtick in it. Yeah. Uh, which I love. But I'm like, no, as a matter of principle, you leave those toys alone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was your number four. What's your number three? Uh, My number three is a movie that you probably would have thought that I would have seen uh, because of where I'm from. And that's Roma. Have you guys seen Roma? Uh, No. Okay. So Roma is called Roma because it's about a person who lives in Mexico city. There's a, uh, a street or like oh, yeah, a neighborhood, yeah. um, called Colonia Roma. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I, you know, I was born in Mexico city. I lived there for a good part of my childhood. Um, but, uh, as much as I want to see a movie that's set in Mexico city, uh, which I don't get to very often, um, and as much as I want to see a movie that's like not just cast with Mexican people, but with a lot of indigenous Mexicans, um, it just looks sad. You know, yeah. like I'm uh, since, oh, I don't know, let's say 2016, I just haven't really been in a state of mind where <laughs> I, I want to sit why. down and watch a sad movie. 
Yeah, if this was the Netflix one that was up for like yep. an Academy Award for Best Picture. Yep. I remember that. And then I the same thing. I remember watching the trailer for this. I was like, ooh, I need to go see this. This Academy Award nominated film. Yep. And I saw the trailer for it and I was like, oh, this looks so depressing. No, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it just it looks sad. And I'm like, again, right. I'm like, if you if you remember my discussion of Logan, I'm just not not completely uh don't have my emotions in rain when it comes to that sort of stuff and it's like on top of that it's like set in mexico and about mexico you know the place where i was born that i haven't been back to <laughs> so right? it's like yeah no i don't i don't need to like cry for 24 hours out like after watching this that i'll just save that for later yeah no, no i can understand this, it that's the one from the guy who did Itu mama right uh it's from i, I think Quaro, yeah, it's from Cuaron, Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, I want to say he did a. Did he do a Leonardo DiCaprio movie too? Um, I don't remember. Let's oh, he look did at his. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Right. He also, he did Children, Children of Men. Of he did an yeah. Ethan Hawke movie. Looks yeah. like. Yeah. He did that one, and then apparently he did a Harry. He's Potter. a big deal. There was, you know, there was a meme going around about how you know. Uh, I think some of it was being shown in. Uh, in movie theaters mm -hmm. and Quaron was quoted as saying like, this is how it's supposed to be experienced. Mm -hmm. um, so of course there were a lot of memes going around of like people trying to play it like in a D like in a Nintendo DS yeah, <laughs> or like in a, like in a net, somebody did like a whole etch a sketch of like the, the cover picture, like the poster picture of it. <laughs> um, like they were watching it on their etch a sketch. So yeah, that's funny. Yeah. All right. Now we are getting to our number twos. The titles for me get a little bit longer and I've, I've hey, talked about this on number five. I have talked about this before in that I am not a fan of movies that focus on someone who is just bad and kind of celebrates how bad they are. And when it comes to a clockwork orange, that's kind of how I feel about our main character. He's a oh, yeah. serial rapist. He's a, a you know, a gang member, you know, they go around and, and smash things up and destroy people and, and the raping and all that other stuff. And uh, if that's the focus, and, and I know that some people have said, oh, well, no, what Stanley Kubrick is really doing is he's trying to warn us about Orwellian blah, blah, blahs. And it's really not. It, it's, it's just a glorification of a rapist. And just like The Crow, where it's like, no, thank you. I'm not going to see a movie just because you're promoting it on the death of someone. I really don't want to see a movie about a serial rapist just doing serial rapist things. So sorry, Stanley Kubrick. That is one of your films that I will never watch just because I've, I have zero interest in the subject matter. Plus it's got a lot of over the top violence that also is not in my, in my wheelhouse when it comes to, to films. Yeah. So clockwork orange, no thanks. And I know a lot of people are like, Steven, you're a huge movie buff. And how can you have never watched a clockwork orange? Simple. I just told you chose not to chose not to Matthew. Speaking of your chose not to, what have you got? This is one that I haven't necessarily chosen not to, but I have shot myself down when I almost considered watching it. And it's another one of those films where it's, uh, you you mentioned your problems with trailers. It's not so much the trailers that have put me off by number two. It's the, imagery in the references to the film that throws me off my game. And mm -hmm. that movie is train spotting. Mm -hmm. Now here's the thing. I love 
weird ensemble movies. And I love, uh, what's his name? Obi-Wan McGregor. I am a real fan of Scottish accents. So this should be a movie, you know, right where I live. And yet when people talk about, yeah, well, there's this whole sequence with the most disgusting toilet on this the, in Scotland. I'm like, no. And apparently there's a sequence with a, I don't know, a dead baby a dead on the baby. ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. The, the baby crawling on the ceiling. People are like, we're going to reference this. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, thanks. I have, I, you know, I have, I have my own nightmares. It's fine. And it's not even a thing where, you know, I'm, I'm being high and mighty about it because I understand it's a, it's a good movie, you know, but black comedy movie, right. You know, right where I live, I like things that are horrible and also funny at the same time. And again, you know, it's one of those films that it was hard for me to craft this list because I don't know what people expect that I'm going to have watched. No, I think that I think that's kind of what it is, right? I think people are saying, okay, here's Matthew Peterson. What films has right. Matthew Peterson definitely seen? And people would right. all start shouting out UHF and The Crow. And Ed. then and then um and then somebody would shout out, he loves Scottish accents. He must have seen train spotting, and everybody would be like, Yes, 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 correct. Matthew would have seen train spotting. That was definitely a Matthew film. And then and then Matthew says, I have never seen train spotting. And then the just the room goes silent. And you hear everybody ripping up their Matthew cards. And a chill fellow. Yeah. So I mean I mean, that's kind of how I approach this list is that, you know, you're sitting around having a conversation and people are like, Oh, remember that scene where Roddy McDowell is putting the eye drops in? And, uh, in, in clockwork orange. And I can say, yes, I understand what, you know, I've seen that, that clip, but right. why is he doing it? And what's the whole lead up to it? And what's the thing after it? Couldn't tell you. Cause I've never seen clockwork orange. And then of course the conversation just goes quiet. And then everyone kind of turns away from you and starts having a conversation amongst themselves like, because obviously you're not part of the hoi ploy who have seen right. these movies. By the way, it's, it's Malcolm McDowell. Roddy is the voice of Vincent. Whatever. Roddy's the one from whatever of the age. I wouldn't know because I've never seen a clockwork orange. Malcolm is the and one. I, and I would never, I, I wouldn't know Jones. the difference between Malcolm and Roddy because one of them is under a ton of makeup in planet of the apes. Anyway, do you have anything else to say about your number two, Matthew? Are they even related? I don't know. I don't think McDowell. so. Oh, okay. So <laughs> Andy McDowell. Yes. Andy McDowell is the one in planet of the apes. Uh, yes. I would like to say one more thing about train spotting. If you say to me, but I see this one all the time, I have, in fact, avoided this one when I bumped into it on cable just because sometimes you just don't need to be grossed out. I think the cable one would probably remove a lot of that stuff because. Well, when I I have pay cable, remember, I have all the pay channels. So I get the F. Yeah. Well, you know, I get a 20 (laughs) percent discount because of where I work on local cable. So I'm like, yeah, let's increase the bill by 120 percent. And then I'm only paying 100 percent more. So who's the smart one now, Dr. Gross Bard? Um, But yes, I I, I might. This is one where I might be willing in the future to steal myself and sit down and enjoy it. But then again, I might not. Yeah. I mean, I could end up watching Galaxy Quest someday. Who knows? Yeah, I should really, watch Galaxy Quest. I should have put Train Spotting on my list because that was like a must when I was going to school. Mm, it's mm-hmm. like everybody, everybody, you show up and they're gonna talk to you about Train Spotting. They're gonna talk to you about Boondock Saints. Yep. Yeah. And they're gonna talk to you about like I don't know. It kind of breaks down as to what the third movie. That's how, that's how you know you're kids. like in a different group. Kids. It's like here are the like the Blue Velvet kids, right? Or like the Mulholland Drive kids. Yeah. <laughs> No, I was LA just story. thinking of that of that uh, yep. kids movie with uh, what's her face in it. 
Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen Train Spotting, but I do know all about Sick Boy the Wrestler. So there you go. Think about that. Rodrigo, what do you have for number two? Uh, my number two is a movie that um, it's another anime feature. Um, and I think people would be surprised to hear that I haven't seen it because it's from a studio that I really like. And that's uh, Trigger, right? Trigger is like an artist collective studio manga anime thing. Um, and they're the ones that put out Gurren Lagann. I've talked about Gurren Lagann on the show. I've talked mm-hmm. about probably Gurren Lagann in every show that I've been on. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> often, often unprompted. Um, I'm a big fan of it. I'm a big fan of Little Witch Academia. I'm a big fan of a lot of the stuff that these guys put out. But I just have not, like, <laughs> I have not, <laughs> like, sat down to watch this. You know, it's like one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I really want to watch this movie. I want to see it. And once it started streaming, I'm like, finally, I can see Promare um, and <laughs> it or Promare. I don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced because uh, I haven't seen it. Um, and I just like have not sat down to watch this. I think I like it's in my like watch list on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And it's just been sitting there, you know, mm-hmm. right next to that, like monsters movie. Um and I just, you know, haven't gotten around to, to do it. And, like, there's no better explanation. There's no, like, imperative here. I'm not making a statement by not watching a movie that I should like. I just kind of haven't gotten to it. I, that's that's legitimate. That's a legitimate yeah. answer. Yeah. All right. We have reached our number ones, the top of our list. Of Would you believe I've never seen Back to the Future? No. no. I thought no. about doing that. I've never seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. I know all the lines to it, but I've never yeah, seen that I was, movie. I was going to. I, I had this idea that I was like, Steven's going to hate it if I do this, but I'm just going to put down a bunch of movies that we did on Zach on film yeah. because, right. because they might not remember it. So I'd be like, oh yeah, I've never seen, you know, it's like 2001, a space odyssey. And you guys would be like, and like Steven would be like, what? You never seen it. And then he'd be like, wait a minute. We did that for Zach on film. Are you saying you didn't watch it? That, that's true, okay. Here's, here's a confession. Facts. Here's a true confession. Matthew made my list. Yeah. Here's a, here's a, here's a true fact. Matthew didn't watch half the movies that he talked about on Zach on film. So what? that's, there you go. Yeah. That is not true. But what is true is my number one, Edward Scissorhands, Scissorhands. uh, with what's his name and what's her face directed oh, by, yeah, that guy, by that guy. Thing. And here's the thing. Um, I like Batman 89. Sure. And Nightmare Before Christmas is okay. There's something about Tim Burton that I can just, you know, I don't have to to uh, snatch up and enjoy and and embrace anything that Tim Burton does. And so for Edward Scissorhands, I just don't know what it was. It's just there was zero appeal for that movie when it came out. And even still today, I think I've seen like one haircutting scene or the scene where he's out, you know, doing the topiaries. And I'm just like, yeah, I still don't, I still don't, I don't get it and I don't want to see it. And so I just have never taken the time to sit down to see what all the brouhaha was about uh, Edward Scissorhands. And I think that's probably okay. So there's my number one, the longest title on my list, Edward Scissorhands. Matthew, what do you have for number two? That movie is actually better than its reputation. Oh, I'm sure. Supporting cast. I, I'm sure. I mean, it's got a really good cast. Uh, yeah, it's Alan got a Arkin really solid. It's got a solid Diane. director. 
it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's a good example of uh, Tim Burton being under control, right? They had, yeah. yes. they hadn't just been like, okay, Tim Burton, do whatever you want. Like, there's still like clearly a like we have to sell this movie, Tim. Like, kind of yeah. lying through it, so you a, get that struggle. Far. Yeah. I need you to pull it back in, buddy. Yep. Yeah, and maybe that was it because I did see Beetlejuice with a bunch of friends when I was in high school, and I was just like, yeah, it's okay. It's maybe a little bit much, and maybe that's what kind of steered me away from Edward Scissorhands. Sure. Plus, the guy has scissors for hands. Right, you've you've seen the movie with the leather guy and the music that goes. Yeah, I've heard the uh, who is it? They might be giants. No, who's the guy that does the music for Tim Burton? Boingo, 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 boingo. Uh, that's it. Yeah, Danny yeah. Uh, Elfman. Yeah, Danny Danny Elfman. There you go, yeah, Matthew. What do you have for your number one? Members of the Legion of Superheroes. My number one is a movie that I think will surprise people because it surprised me. Um, I did not realize I had not seen this movie because. Two similar movies about the same character were made within about five years of each other. And uh, they were both apparently not particularly good. And as a comic book nerd, I, you know, people do expect that I have an opinion on comic book movies that I don't want to have an opinion on. And people are like, well, what do you think about Men in Black? I'm like, it bears no resemblance to the original comic book. It's not a comic book movie. But when they say to me, what do you think about... The Incredible Hulk, I says to them, well, I didn't like it because Ang Lee does not understand the purpose of panels and gutters. Yep. And then they're like, wait, no, I'm talking about the other The Incredible Hulk. Uh, and yeah. I'm like, oh, crap. And I looked at it and I'm like, there are what, 24 Marvel movies now? And I love me some Marvel movies. I just watched Black Widow a few weeks ago. I'm I'm hoping to see Shang-Chi when it comes out. And remember that it's pronounced Shang-Chi. But I have never seen The Incredible Hulk, which is apparently the second movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I realized this because um, the Hulk that I saw in Avengers and the other films, the, the Mark mm-hmm. Ruffalo Hulk, is not played by the same actor as in either of the previous Hulk movies. Sure. But I feel like some of the characters cross over and I know they don't, but the actor they have playing Thunderbolt Ross in they do. Hulk. Is it the same guy? Yeah. No. So Angley's Angley's Thunderbolt Ross is, uh, the cowboy from the, yeah. Uh, from Sam, the big Lebowski. So that guy doesn't cross over, but Sam Hill. Um, the dad from Lost in Space is raw is Thunderbolt Ross in the Edward Norton movie, right? And that he does keep showing up throughout like the Marvel universe. Like and anytime they like need the a like guy. army hoity toity, like an army like stuck up guy, they just like get 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 Thunderbolt Ross back out. Yep. And so I'm like uh, the the version, the Sam Elliott version and the William Hurt version have like merged into one Thunderbolt Ross for me. And, you know, you have that moment where people are like, yeah, I really like Liv Tyler. And I'm like, Liv Tyler was, oh, right. So I've never apparently seen the Hulk movie, even though I pretty much know the plot. I used to have a McDonald's toy of the Abomination that I would play with because it was horrific and gross. I don't really like the Abomination, but. Which one had the uh, Hulk dogs? That was 2003. That was Ang Lee. Yeah, that oh, was okay. the Ang Lee one. That was the one with um, Gary Banner. I remember seeing both of them, but no, I just. No, wait. Was it, it wasn't Gary Busey. Uh, somebody playing Hulk's dad. 
and it was uh, one of those actors. Oh yeah, that was like, uh, oh. that was Gary Busey, right? Was it Gary Busey? I'm I don't sure. think so. No, uh, Nick Nolte. Oh, Nick, Nick Nolte. Nolte. Yeah, they're the same it guy. It was yeah, wrong, wrong, mentally unstable blonde actor. <laughs> um, well, nice. I mean, I, I don't nice. want to be cruel, but uh, you know, it's kind of like the Thunderbolt Ross thing. They fit into that same sort of genre. So apparently, there is a whole. I don't know, 5.6% of the, of the Marvel cinematic universe that I've never seen. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And apparently, apparently it's important because your life will never be complete. Shows up again in Shang-Chi. Yeah. Your life will never be complete. Is it played by the same actor? I wonder, I don't know. Uh, uh, Cause I, know. I haven't seen the movie. Well, yet, so uh, there you go. The, the what if series references the, the Hulk movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got, um, it's got the guy from, Oh brother, where art thou as the leader? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love both the leader and, uh, you know, whatever his name is. They done turned Pete into a horny toad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson. Yep. Yeah. That guy's apparently English. No, really? I think, no, he grew up in, uh, he grew up in Oklahoma. No, he's like English or something. No. Uh, Rodrigo, what do you have for your number one? Uh, my number one is a movie that I think people would be surprised to to hear that I haven't seen it because lots of people have seen it and I I feel that you know I, it came out in like 1993 so I was too young to see it and probably too young to even want to see it um so when I grew up I just kind of never got around to seeing it and I've seen chunks of it and obviously it's a very popular and very thoroughly referenced movie. So I kind of know the major beats, uh, but I've never seen it. And that's uh, Schindler's List. Mm. I've never sat down to actually watch Schindler's List. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, I, I feel that the uh, statute of limitations on it has passed to, to the point where I like, I don't need to watch Schindler's List, right? It's like, I, I feel that I still like, uh, what haven't I seen? Um, it, it, well, it's like, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, right? It's like, people are still talking about it. So like Matthew needs to watch Mad Max Fury Road, but I don't need to watch Schindler's List because it's been so long. Oh right? man. I went to go see that in the theater with uh scroll Brian and I'm not somebody that, uh, likes really super gross and disgusting things, but there's a scene where a kid has to crawl into a, uh, latrine to hide mm-hmm. from the Nazis and he comes up covered in the filth, and I almost threw up right there in the theater. Oh, sure. And so that was the last time that I ever saw Schindler's List. Mm. So there you go. All right, everybody, there you go. Five movies that you'd be surprised that we have never seen. What's on your list? I know some people are already over in the Major Spoilers Discord server uh, already sharing some of the movies that they have not seen that we might be surprised on. Uh, you can head over to our Discord server. You can join the Discord server for free. Or if you're like one of the many, many, many patrons out there in the world who are patrons at uh, patreon.com slash major spoilers, you're not only supporting this show, but when you connect your Patreon account to your Discord server, uh, then you get access to a bunch of secret rooms that you can go in and talk about things that are going on in the world. But you can only get access to those secret channels when you become a patron. Patreon.com slash major spoilers. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us uh, this week. We'll be back next time. Why? Because everybody loves a list.
This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.